Hello. Hello. <laughs> uh, it's always a little bit terrifying to preach in a church where you don't really know the people and the people don't know you. And I hope you can understand my accent. Um, in, in France, I helped to do an English workshop, an English conversation workshop. And after six years, the French people who could speak French asked the other English people to translate my English into English. So, if you don't understand me, please forgive me. I'd like to start with a song. Which is um, it's a song that I wrote a long time ago. Uh, I tend to write songs to express and externalise what's going on inside of me. So my songs generally aren't meant to tell anybody else what to do. They're just so that I can grow myself and understand what's going on inside of me. So this song is called uh, Here I Stand Before You, Your Mercy. It's a song I wrote with my brother. Um, and I'll talk to you a little bit about it afterwards.
And then I got to 18, 19, 20. And so I was a Christian and I made my mistakes and I made my wrong choices as a Christian. And I tried and I wanted to live the way God wanted me to live. But it's not always easy. Do you find it easy making your choices, living your Christian life? Phew. <laughs> I'm not on my own. It's not always easy. And sometimes you can get to a stage where you think, I can't do it, Lord. I can't live this life that you want me to live. And that's probably perfect. That's probably the best place in the world to be. To honestly say to God, I can't do this on my own. There's another verse that Jesus, another verse I'd like to bring up that Jesus said in uh, Matthew chapter 11. And Jesus said in verses 28 to 30, and I'll hang on so you can find the, the text. Matthew 11 verses 28 to 30. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is one of my all-time favourite verses in the Bible. Because in it, I feel when you listen to that, you can hear Jesus saying, I know you are. I can understand the the burden that you might be under, the the weight that you feel, the weight of your sin, but come to me. Come to me and I will give you rest. You will find rest for your soul. How do you feel today? Do you need rest? It's the beginning of the summer holidays, kind of. Do you need rest for your soul? Do you need physical rest? Have you already entered into that relationship with Jesus? So there's a sense of eternal rest. But there can still be that sense of struggle as we try to live out our Christian faith. When Jesus said these words, he was talking to a people who were seeking to please God, who were seeking to live by the law of God. The people in Jesus' time, they wanted to do what God called them to do, so they had a set of laws, but these laws had been added to and added to by the religious people of the day, by the Pharisees and by the scribes, and they'd added to these laws. So these laws had just get bigger and bigger and bigger, and harder and harder and harder to follow. So although God gave this law, it had been added to by men, so that it was next to impossible to live by. And Jesus says to these people, who were weighed down with the weight of trying to live correctly, live justly, live rightly before God. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's, I think this is a fantastic verse. I love this verse. I think it's beautiful. This image of Jesus saying to these people who are burdened and weighed down, come to me and rest. Jesus is kind of saying, I am nothing like the religious leaders. You're trying to live your life via the law. You're trying to obey all the rules. 
and you're finding it wearisome, burdensome, come to me. I am different to religious leaders. I won't put more weight on you than you can deal with. I want to give you rest. I want to give you peace. But like we just said, God gave the law in the first place. God gave the law to the people in the Old Testament so they could have a standard to live by, so they'd know what God expected of them, what God wanted of his people, the Israelites. So the law is good. The law is a good thing. The rules that God gave, the standards that he gave us to live to, is good. But the thing is, I think in this text, you almost get the impression that Jesus is saying, they don't really understand the law. I understand the law. Jesus is God. Jesus knew the law was given and he understood why God gave the law. Because the law that God gave back in the Old Testament wasn't just a set of rules. It wasn't ten commandments and then five hundred and odd more. It was just a, it was a bunch of rules, a bunch of guidelines that would help them live the way God wanted to. But also so they'd realise that without God's intervention, they were incapable of living it. God even set up in this law what to do when they failed to live up to this law because God knew that they wouldn't be able to keep this law completely because he knows that we need him. And the point of the law, the whole point of the law really, was to get people to come to that realisation that we need to trust God to forgive us. We need to trust God for his grace. We need to trust God for his forgiveness. That was a whole issue with the people in the Old Testament. So many times they tried to, and we've talked a little bit already this morning, the idea that they would try to obey sacrifices and they would do the things that they had to do because that would please God, but there'd be no faith. And God says, I don't require sacrifices and burnt offerings, I require obedience and I want faith. So the law should lead to that. Romans 7 talks about that, the fact that the law was meant to lead us to put in our faith in God. Uh, I looked at a verse this morning, I just trying to remember what it was, uh, in connection with this. It was an example where Jesus was in the, he was in the temple, and there was a man who was ill, he was, he was uh, paralysed I think, um, or he had some kind of disability. And he looked around and the people who wanted to trick him said, is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath? And they wanted to trap him because they wanted to say, yes, when according to the law you shouldn't heal on the Sabbath. And Jesus says, if you have a, a goat or a sheep that falls into a hole on the Sabbath, you'll reach in and you'll help it. Of course it's good to heal and to do good on the Sabbath. The Pharisees manipulated the law and twisted it. And Jesus understood the law, said the law is so that you might do good and love. There's loads of things we could talk about about the law and how you understand the law and how the law is meant to, God wants us to use it. For example, God never made the law so that we could ignore our neighbours. And in the story of the, uh, the Good Samaritan, when there's people who walk on the other side of the person who's in the middle of the street who's been beaten because they're scared to get dirty or get unclean. Yes, you'd be unclean for touching someone perhaps who was ill or who had leprosy. But you don't not touch them because you get unclean. Get unclean and let God then forgive you and cleanse you. That's why Jesus didn't have any worries about touching people and healing them when they had leprosy. 
or letting a woman that was unclean for 12 years come and touch his robe. Jesus didn't have a problem that he would then be lawfully unclean because he could deal with it and he knew what the law was for. But these words that Jesus said, come to me and rest, what's brilliant and what I really like about it means that just an echo of the heart of God the Father. Some people say that the God of the Old Testament is different to the God of the New Testament. The New Testament it is all love, 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 and the Old Testament is wrath and judgment and fear. It's not true. If you read the whole Bible, and I'm sure I'm just preaching to a converted here, the God of the Old Testament is the same as the God that's revealed in Jesus. So in Isaiah chapter 55, we read in verses 1 to 3 and 6 to 7, Come, all you who are thirsty, come to the waters. And you who have no money, come buy and eat. Come buy wine and milk without money and without cost. Why spend money on what is not bread, and your labour on what does not satisfy? Listen, listen to me. Eat what is good, and you will delight in the richest of fare. Give ear and come to me. Listen that you may live. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake their ways and the unrighteous their thoughts. Let them turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on them. And to our God, for he will freely pardon. In this passage, it's God, the Father, the Lord, who is reaching out to the people of Israel, who is reaching out to a disobedient people. If my memory serves me correctly, Israel, the people, is already in exile. Judah is next. They're the people that are disobedient. And God calls them to turn back. God, who knows that they are sinful. God, who knows that they are weak. God, who knows that they are constantly failing to live up to his standard. He says, come, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they will be as white as snow. This is the God of the Old Testament reaching out to his people saying, come. And in a sense, Jesus is echoing these words. In a sense, when Jesus uses these words, he's saying, I and my Father, we are one. And at the same time, he's revealing again God's heart for his people. And what's really brilliant in both of these passages these passages, is that there's this idea of putting away effort. There's nothing that we can do, and again, we've already mentioned it this morning, to achieve God's love, to achieve God's forgiveness, to win God's approval. It's already been given freely. So in this passage, God says to the people of Israel and to us, you have no money. You have nothing that you can give me which can buy what I want to give you. But come and buy it anyway. Come almost as you are, in your filthy rags, with nothing, and take what I would give you. I would feed you. I would give you water. I would give you milk and honey. I would provide for you. I would give you my love. And you don't have to come and buy it. I give it to you freely. Just come and for me, it's a message of us for us as Christians too, whether you're a Christian or not. If you're not a Christian, it's an offer that God gives to you to say, come to him and receive all he wants to give you.
He wants to give you life. He wants to provide for you and bless your life. If you're a Christian, God says the same thing. Stop trying to win my approval, my love, my forgiveness. I have already given it to you. It's one. Have you seen the film with Renny Zellweger and Tom Cruise? It's a romantic movie. And he realises he's been a right idiot all his life, Tom Cruise, and he's lost the love of his life, which is Renny Zellweger. Then he walks into a room full of women and he starts to beg her forgiveness. Has anybody seen the film? Does it ring any bells? I think it's called Jerry Maguire. And then she says, when he stops to take a breath, you had me as hello. And it's almost like as soon as God's almost saying, everything's there, I'm just waiting for open eyes for you to come to me and receive everything I have to give to you. So let's come to God. Let's trust and let's rest. And let's be loved. Let's be forgiven. And let's be cleansed. And throw away guilt. Throw away the weight and burdens. And accept the peace that God offers us. I've got perhaps a song for this time. It's the song that I wrote based on these verses. And if there's a reason why I sing songs, it's not because I feel like I'm a great singer. It's not because I'm a great songwriter. I just find sometimes that when music's there, that helps us to understand more of the words, and sometimes it stays in our heads more. So this is just a song that takes those words from these two passages and puts them together. I will give you water divine Come to me, all you who are hungry Come to my table and dine For you are my child and I love you You're adopted into my house And I will lead you clothe you and feed you until the end of all time. Come to me, all you without money. Come and buy your bread without cost. I will give you sweet milk and honey. Why won't you turn and trust? For you are my child and I love you You're adopted into my house And I will lead you, clothe you and feed you Until the end of all time Give ear and come to me Hear me, that your soul may live. Come to me, all you who are weary. Come and lay your head on my chest. 
you will find my burden is easy. Come to me and find rest, for you are my child and I love you. You're adopted into my house, and I will lead you, clothe you and feed you until the end of all time. For you are my child and I love you. You're adopted into my house and I will lead you, clothe you and feed you until the end of all